Welcome to Dental Brain Crops. We've been talking about time and becoming more aware of how it is being spent. I hope you've had the opportunity to assess where you're at in your awareness of how you're spending your time. The opportunity to do some time journaling to empower you with the knowledge of where you have hidden time and the opportunity to gather some new perspectives to make decisions about how you want to do things. Today, I want to share with you the concept or misconception actually of spontaneity as it relates to how we spend our time. Some people think that in order to have fun or feel free in their lives, that they need to be spontaneous, live in the moment, do things as they come up. Now, I coach on reducing overwhelm, increasing your satisfaction as a clinician and in your life. And one of the things that comes up a lot is becoming deliberate about calendaring. I teach my clients a system of planning their days a week in advance in detail with a clear plan on how to achieve the results thereafter. What I teach works. I'm an example of it. The doctors who I've worked with on this are examples of it. It's good stuff. But it's not uncommon for some initial resistance to come up when we begin. When I'm coaching on time and planning, The most common objections I get are that planning everything, especially in advance, is boring, rigid, and restrictive. So I want to hit each of these head on, debunk them, explain why our brains offer those objections, and offer you what I know to be an incredible experience of living life to the fullest intentionally. First of all, I recommend that you pick a designated time each week to plan your week. Some people get up early Monday morning, others prefer Sunday night. Just pick a time that works for you and make it a habit. As you're planning your week, consider the things that you want to do. Exercise, family time, lunch with a friend, and get those things on your calendar. Now, obviously, many of the wants are going to need to go outside of your designated workday hours, but put them on your schedule at the beginning of the week, and when you do, you've just increased the likelihood of three sources of pleasure. First, you get to anticipate doing the things that you want to do, and we all love the anticipation of good things. Second, you get to do the things that you want to do, and third, and this is really the most important one, You direct your life by utilizing the prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that allows you to plan ahead. You gain authority over the primitive brain's desire to avoid the work of future commitments and just go with the flow, which unintentionally begets wasted time and unfulfilled wants. So this brings me to disproving the first objection that pre-planning your week is a boring way to live. Guys, if you're pre-planning your week and your week is boring, plan more fun and enjoyable things into your week. My life is never boring. And in the same breath, I'll tell you that like clockwork, certain things happen in my week every week just as I plan for them to happen. Why? Because I like them. Take my workouts, for example. I work out at the same time five days each week. I love my workouts. I look forward to my workouts. They're good for my mind, body, and soul, and they're planned, secured in their spot on my schedule, like a little gift I give myself each day at the same time. 
So do that. Decide what things you want to do. Decide what would be exciting for you and plan it. Get it on your schedule. Commit to the date and time you're going to treat yourself or your spouse or your family and do it. Now, why does the primitive brain resist the option of planning if you can pre-plan enjoyable activities? Because it's work and the brain's default is to gravitate toward ease, to avoid things that seem laborious. Not planning is easy. It requires nothing initially. But what the primitive brain doesn't provide you is the reality check that while not planning may conserve effort and energy, it can cost you tons of both down the road when your lack of planning leads you to a whirlwind of things you have to do scattered and disorganized. When I look at it that way, for me, there's no contest. I'd much rather choose to put the effort into pre-planning my week than hope that I have the energy for the the countless fire drills of unplanned events I'm signing up for by not scheduling things. The next thing my clients tell me is that planning everything seems rigid. So let's define rigidity. It's an inability to be bent or a lacking of flexibility. So again, this one's on you. I applaud you if you're already making an effort to plan your week in advance, but I'd encourage you if your schedule is lacking necessary flexibility, to build that time back in and help your staff know where to build that time back in. For a single surface composite filling, you may be in and out of the room in five to 10 minutes, but if it's Mrs. Jones, your 83-year-old patient who seems to feel everything and always has a lot of questions, you might add an extra five to 10 minutes to have a more reasonable perspective on how that appointment will go. But to me, it's the opposite of rigid to plan these things ahead of time because now I know what I'm dealing with. Now I know my availability to do the other things I'm doing. Now I'm equipped to make decisions about whether or not to take on anything additional. By not planning, you're going with the flow, which may be a very bottlenecked or very rushed flow. And to me, trying to keep my head above water, being at the mercy of a day or a week that could have been better planned, lacks the flexibility to design and create the results that I want. Not planning is rigid. So when you go to plan your week and your brain offers you thoughts about how rigid pre-planning is, remind yourself that the only way to combat rigidity, the only way to have true flexibility is to take authority over your schedule and make sure you plan for it. And that, guys, is where you gain power over your mind and your life. When you direct your mind to go to work for you to plan for and design the things you want to happen. When you take full ownership over your ability to have whatever you want in your days, weeks, and life, you gain authority over the resistance, the hesitance, and the avoidance of planning. You learn to master your mind and the limiting thoughts that it offers you. So let's talk about freedom. I find that my weekly practice of scheduling a week in advance to be one of the most freeing things that I do. But so often, especially for clinicians who only follow a schedule during work hours and generally one that's created for them, I hear that you perceive scheduling to be a restrictive activity. And that just couldn't be further from the truth, guys. I'll tell you what's restrictive. Having a desire to do things 
to achieve things, visit places, have experiences, and never committing them with enough intention that they're nailed down on on the calendar. These can be big things or small things. It really doesn't matter because either way, if they're not planned for, they often don't happen. Unconsciously holding yourself back from some or all of the things you want because of a lack of conscious planning. Now that's restrictive. It's restricting some of the most enjoyable things, some of your strongest desires. I refuse to live that way. I have too many things I want to do, share, contribute to, see, and experience to just let things happen. And if you're hearing me and thinking that what I teach somehow requires you to give up your book reading, window shopping, or lounge time, you're not hearing me. Do those things, but plan them own them. There's nothing wrong with wanting to hang out in your PJs and play with your kids until 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Do it all day if that's what you want, but take ownership over the decision. Don't plan to not plan, then play all day, and then sink into overwhelm when you realize you didn't get the other things done that you needed to do around the house. Choose to play. Plan it first, in my opinion, and then plan when you'll do the other things. Maybe it's a whole weekend of relaxation. That's totally fine. Just plan to take care of the house stuff next week. Put it on the schedule so that your downtime is 100% engageable, not distracted, not you ignoring the recurring thoughts that there are house tasks that you need to do. Just complete and total involvement with your family because you know where you've scheduled the other things that you need to do. And if you've planned your downtime or family time or catching up with friends in advance, the things you know you love doing and look forward to, it also frees you up to be completely engaged in your work, your business, your study groups, your community involvement. Because when everything has a place on your calendar, when you plug it in and follow through with it, you don't have to spend any energy worrying about if or when you'll get to other things. You know exactly when you'll get to those things. They're planned. This is what will allow you the space to create the results you want in your life. I value my time and I honor my schedule. It makes all of the difference. And if there's room for you to improve on your scheduling, I want to encourage you to consider what you could do to make better use of your hours so you can have your best life. Join me next time where we're going to discuss how honoring your schedule is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools, as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire. Mm -hmm.